Today on The Sam Alex Show, Mark Cuban. If you have a goal, just go for it. And if it's something you really love to do, then you'll find yourself enjoying what you do. Giving tips for entrepreneurs. When everybody's doing the exact same thing, why do you want to be the next one to do the exact same thing? You want to have a skill set that makes you unique because that's what people want to hire. On his first job. I've been a hustler as long as I can remember. I got these boxes of 100 garbage bags that I bought for three, sold for six, but I learned so much doing that at 12. Plus, our marketing guy came to me and said, what do you think about having a fake fight for the game we have on April Fool's Day? A fake fight? He goes, yeah, with a referee. All ahead on The Sam Alex Show. Mark Cuban is the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. You know him on ABC Shark Tank. Mark, how's it going? It's going. <laughs> Hang it in there. So uh, I want to get your whole life story, but first, what advice do you have for anyone that's graduating school now and going out to the real world for their first time? Well, um, number one thing, you already know what the number one question you're going to be asked in that interview is, what did you learn during the pandemic of 2020? You know, and then part two, what did you do during the pandemic of 2020? Because, you know, your future employers are going to want to know, you know, something about you and how you responded to all this, because that's so telling. Um, and then the second part to that is don't look for the perfect job. I mean, we're in a whole different world. I know it's hard. I know it's disappointing. Um, but all this change is going to create a lot of opportunity as we go forward. I mean, business is just going to be different. And that's not a bad thing for someone who's young and just graduated. But you need to know that you don't have to go after the perfect job. Um, you just spent four years paying to learn, and you probably paid for some really dumb classes along the way, and now's the time to get that first job, and again, it could be anything, anything at all, and get paid so you can pay your bills, but more importantly, learn about business. I can't tell you I learned more and how much I learned more in the worst jobs I've had, the jobs I've quit or gotten fired from, than I have from the good jobs, and so use that first job as a learning experience, not as, you know, a start of a career because in this day and age, you know, you're a free agent. It's almost like the NBA. You're on a one-year contract year after year after year. And if they do a good job to keep you, you resign and stay with that company. And if they don't, you know what? You declare for the draft or you declare for free agency rather, and you go out and you find another job. I heard you say you were fired. How can that happen? How many times oh were you fired? God. More times than you can imagine. So uh, what's your tips for someone that's interviewing on video? Because a lot of times people have that swagger just in person. They can score that internship or that job just with their personality. But it's so different now with a lot of interviews are on Zoom or Skype or FaceTime. Just be yourself. Yeah, just be yourself. I mean, why be any different? I mean, whatever charisma you have, whatever swag you have, whatever edge you have, it's going to come through on video too. You know, and again, you're not, you know, once you get past that, there will be a time you get to meet them. Obviously, you know, when you go to work, I mean, most likely, but you may end up being a full-time Zoom worker, right? Somebody who works from home and does everything via Zoom. And that's not a bad thing either, um, but just be authentic, you know, just be honest. And I guess even more importantly, be prepared. You know, I, I've done interviews where they barely know anything about the company they're interviewing for, um, interviewing with. And that's crazy. That's just dumb to think you can just walk in and, hey, you know, I got this. I'll figure it out. No, man, you've just got to you've, you've got to be prepared. And it's not like you don't have the time to get prepared. So do you recommend moving back with family so you can save some money or rooming with a bunch of friends and I've always doing it that way? Multi, I've always been a multi roommate guy. I mean, I live six guys in a three bedroom apartment. <laughs> And then I upscaled. I lived only with only two roommates. That was the big time. 
um, before I got to myself. And, and yeah, there's nothing wrong with having roommates, particularly now, you know, if this thing resurges and we're, we're stuck back in and stuck at home, it's at least you're going to have some roommates and that's a good thing. There's no shame in having a lot of roommates and splitting costs and putting as much money in the bank as you can, but don't go blow it on dumb <laughs> right? You know, especially now, I don't even know how many suits and work shirts were either bought two for $99 in polyester, they kind of stood up in the corner on their own, or from, were, were used. There's um, a shop here in Dallas called um, Close Horse Anonymous. And I would go in there and buy my dress shirts for like, you know, they'd be $89 dress shirts for like $12 or $14. And yeah, somebody had worn them before, but you know, I didn't care. You know, I got to save that money and that was important to me. Yeah, and polyester, you don't need an umbrella too. The rain just wipes right off. You know what? You're doing the world a favor. <laughs> so that wasn't just an undergrad. That was when you were in your 20s, you were in a, a oh, three-bedroom yeah. apartment with six people. Yeah, How long were you doing that for? Three-bedroom apartment, yeah, when I was 24 and 25. And I worked for a bar as a um, bar back and bartender for a while. Then I got a job at a software store and I got fired. And, you know, fortunately, I had six guys in a three-bedroom apartment, but you know, that also led me to start my first business. You still keep in touch with the other guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're still friends for sure. So, uh, so you went to school at Indiana University, Bloomington. So why yep. did you choose Dallas for your, your next move? Um, some of my friends came down here and they said the weather's great, particularly compared to Bloomington or Pittsburgh where I grew up. The, the weather's great. The economy is really getting good because in Indiana at the time, the unemployment rate was like 20%. It was just awful for jobs there. So the economy is picking up and the women are beautiful. I'm like... I heard that third one. I'm like, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you said go left when everyone else is going right. What do you mean by that? Can you give some examples? Yeah. You know, when, when everybody's doing the exact same thing, why do you want to be the next one to do the exact same thing? Particularly if you're trying to start a business. Um, but even if you're not, you know, you want to have a skill set that makes you unique because that's what people want to hire. Um, that's, you know, that's where you're going to be able to set a path and continue to, to do things, you know, that help you reach your goals, whatever they may be. But if you're going to start a business for sure, you've got to be doing something different because I get all these pitches. Oh, I'm going to be bigger than Uber. I'm going to be, you know, Lyft plus this. And I'm like, we have Uber and Lyft already. <laughs> we don't need another DoorDash or Favor or, you know, Uber Eats or whatever, you know, because whatever you're coming up with that you think makes it better, that's just a feature. And all those companies you're competing with, they can just change what they do and add that feature and you're out of business. And so you really have got to have something unique that sets you apart, whatever it may be. And what was your first business where you said, hey, I don't need any other jobs to pay bills. My side hustle can be my full-time income. Um, never. <laughs> I never <laughs> got there. But I got fired from a, a software job. And I was just like, look, I'm stuck. I got to pay my bills somehow. And I went and started cold calling businesses that, had, that I'd met at, at, during my time at the software store. And I found one and I told him just point blank, look, I know you guys want this particular software. It was um, a lighting company. And um, you guys will front me the $500. That'll allow me to pay the $250 to buy the software. And I'll do all the install, everything else for that total $500. And if it doesn't work, I'll wash your car. I'll babysit your kids. I'll walk your dog. I don't care, right? I'll make it up to you somehow. And it worked. And then they referred me to somebody else who referred me to somebody else. And boom, that company got up to a, a $30 million runway rate back in the 80s. And then I sold it to H&R Block. Nice. And you grew up in Pittsburgh. Your uh, friends you grew up with, or do they always know you're going to be doing what you're doing? Yeah, my friends. I mean, I've been a hustler as long as I can remember. 
I mean, when I was nine, I would, you know, package um, baseball cards so that you'd get a pack with a Pittsburgh Pirate in it, you know, and I would make money doing that. And then I would buy more baseball cards. If um, when I was 12, um, I wanted a new pair of basketball shoes because I've always been a basketball junkie. And my dad was playing poker with his buddy. He's like, oh, I've got all these boxes of garbage bags you can sell door to door. And I was like, okay, if that gives me my basketball shoes. So literally, I got these boxes of 100 garbage bags that I bought for three, sold for six. But I learned so much doing that at 12. I mean, so here you go. Hi, my name is Mark. I'm your neighbor. Do you use garbage bags? Of course I do. Well, I have a box of 100 that I'd like to drop off and sell you for $6, which is about what you'd pay at the store for those. Would you buy them for me instead? Sure, you'll drop them off, Mark? Yes, I will. And so I had the world's first and only garbage bag route at 12. And I made enough to buy my shoes. And then from there, that gave me confidence to sell and you know, not be afraid to, to cold call effectively and um, just set me on a path from there. Where did you learn that skill from? You just learn it by doing you know, it's, I'm 12 years old, <laughs> not like anybody's teaching me, you know, you go walk in the door of a neighbor that you know, and you give your little spiel, and you make it up as you go, and you get some positive reinforcement, because who's going to say no to a 12-year-old version of this, you know, and so, <laughs> and, um, and it just went from there, and, and I mean, literally, I've always been confident, I mean, I then, you know, I got a job at 16, being a box boy, like, I would put Listerine on shelves all day at a, um, drugstore type place. And then I said, you know, I wanted to make more money. So I thought I was a good salesperson. So I got a job um, selling magazines door to door. And once you do that, you can sell anything forever. <laughs> I mean, any door to door, anybody who's ever sold door to door knows that you have confidence. You have a job for life. It doesn't matter if you learned when you were 12, 16 or 60. Once you can sell, you've got, there's always going to be, no company can exist without sales. I remember walking up the doors. Initially I was terrified, but they, they would work with you on your responses to different questions. Well, I need to, I don't know if we can afford it. Are you kidding? I mean, 75 cents for the education and enjoyment of your family. It's not worth 75%, 75 cents a week to put your kids in a position to be smarter in school. 75 cents a week. I mean, I had all these comebacks. It was amazing. Well, I need to talk to my, my, my wife first. When you tell your wife you spent 75 cents for the education and enjoyment of your family, she's going to be so happy or vice versa, whatever. So I had all these spiels down. So it was great. And, you know, that's given me confidence ever since. All right, I want to talk about a work-life balance, getting your advice after the break with Mark Cuban. And we can do some business, but you got to tell us right now. What a lens. So wow. amazing. Thank you so much. I don't even want to counter. You guys got a deal. Deal. Go on, deal. Yeah. <laughs> this is incredible. Good Congratulations. deal. Congratulations. Thank you so Great much. Great job, Desiree. Way to go. Mark Cuban is our guest owner of the Dallas Mavericks Philanthropist. And, you know, I'm on ABC's Shark Tank. So uh, what's your advice to have a good work-life balance? I'm sure you're still working That's on funny. it like we all are. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on how old you are, you know, what your family situation is. If you're single, don't. There's absolutely no reason to have work-life balance. You know, if you have a goal, just go for it, right? And if it's something you really love to do, which most goals are, that's why you set it as a goal, then you'll find yourself enjoying what you do. I mean, when I started my company after I got fired, Michael Solutions, I taught myself how to code. And there were times when I'd sit down to work on things and I think I'd work two hours and it turned out to be 16 hours, you know, because when you're concentrating so hard, things just fly by. Um, 
And so, you know, you're going to have to make a commitment in order to work. I mean, because you got to realize there's people competing with you and they're doing everything possible to outwork you. Like one of my favorite sayings is work like there's somebody working to take it all away from you. And it's true. And so you've got to be prepared to put in the time. Now, once you have a family, that's a different beast. Yeah. You know, you've really tried to, got to try to figure it out. And, you know, I've been fortunate. I haven't had to deal with that balance. I waited before I got married and had kids, but I, I went through girlfriends and it was like, it's me or your job. And I was like, what was your name again? And so <laughs> you've just got to make your own personal decision. And it's not easy, but I, I do recommend, particularly as you get older, you've got to take those mental health breaks. You know, you've got to be able to, to just catch your breath and decompress. And, you know, if you have a family, make sure that they're part of that decompression so that they see that side of you and, and that they can connect to you and let them also set part of your schedule. You know, now I still work a lot of hours, but I know my kids schedule. They see my schedule and wherever possible. Well, now it's easy because we're all at home. But, you know, during regular times, wherever possible, try to spend time with them. I love all those choreographed dances on your Instagram page with yeah, you and TikTok, your family. Yeah, TikTok, yeah, yeah. You know, I got all this, right? So whose idea it. was that? It's awesome. It was mine originally, but then okay. my daughter got into it hardcore. And so it's something for us to do together. But now she's big time. She thinks she's too cool for school. And now they're so sick of me. You know, now that we've been home for so many weeks, the inmates have overtaken the asylum. I mean, they're in charge. <laughs> and my wife and I just try to hold on. And by the way, when are we going to see you on uh, in a movie or TV again? You were so good in Sharknado 3, and I always love your, yeah, your professional music I was, videos. I was just on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, not in Billions this season, but I, I'm not allowed to tell you, but I've got another one that's really big coming up um, that, that I was really excited to do. So you'll hear about it shortly. Just follow me on Twitter at mcuban and you'll see, or Instagram at mcuban and you'll see. Is it a movie or a TV show? Both. Okay. Oh, man. Can't wait to see you and Scarlett Johansson co-starring together. Yeah, me too, right? You know, if you got any connections, let's make that happen. All right, we got a bunch of fan questions that's coming up with Mark Cuban after the break. Mark Cuban is our guest. You know him from Shark Tank on ABC, owner of the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Kim wants to know, um, uh, can you open the doors behind you and reveal what's there? Oh, yeah, there's nothing there. There's just a hallway. <laughs> uh, Daryl wants to know, uh, what's your favorite prank you've ever pulled on someone? Um, probably, um, April fools with the Mavericks. So one of my, um, our marketing guy came to me and said, what do you think about having a fake fight for the game we have on April fool's day? Um, a fake fight. He goes, yeah, with a referee. I'm like, as long as the, the real referees don't mind, I'm all for it. And so we set this whole thing up and there's 20,000 people in the stands and you can, you can Google it on YouTube. And there's me looking like I'm fighting with a ref and all I can hear out of my ears while I'm trying not to laugh. It's a whole place just freaking out. And we had told the coaches and the players that it wasn't real, but one of our coaches, Del, Del Harris, didn't get the, me the memo <laughs> and just went crazy. So that was my best, my best prank. Well, that's what made the prank. It's good that he didn't know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, Jenny wants to know what books do you recommend she starts reading uh, because she's thinking of starting her own business. My book, How to Win at the Sport of Business, that'll tell you a lot of these tales. Um, really, I try to read things that are specific to what I'm trying to learn. 
And, you know, when I was just getting started, I read a lot of books by entrepreneurs, about entrepreneurs, just looking for any tidbits that I could pick up. And then everything else was very industry specific. So now I'm reading healthy buildings because when we go back to work and I, people are going to want to be confident if they go back to work in an office, I want to know what I need to do. And a book called Rebooting AI, um, because AI, I think, is, is changing the way we do things in business um, and will change it even more. And it's just a different perspective that I wanted to get. Is it true when you bought the Dallas Mavericks, they were in last place? Yeah, they had won award for the best, the worst professional sports franchise of the previous decade. Yeah, it was awful. So like in a nutshell, how do you turn that around? Did you have kind of like your own little group of advisors or you, you would ask no. for feedback? There's not really no, a book man, on how I to do went, I, You know, two things. One, I went in and I'll never forget. I, I went in there and said, okay, everything's changing. We're going to speed up. We're going internet speed and either going to speed up or it's okay if you leave. A couple of people left, but you know, I just said, we're going to change who we are. We're going to focus on winning. And then it also helped. I had these three players, Dirk Nowitzki, Steve Nash, and Michael Finley. And they just didn't have the confidence yet. And once, you know, they knew that winning was the only thing I'd accept, I'd accept they, they really, they were so good and worked so hard that it turned us around. Right. On. All right, coming up is our final segment. We're going to play a game of this or that after the break. Go. Mark Cuban. If you put your mind to it, anything is possible you represent everything great about entrepreneurship the american dream you are freedom no Incredible. balls no baby amen baby <laughs> mark cuban is our guest you know him from shark tank on abc owner of the dallas mavericks going to play a game of this or that just a moment but first mark what are you grateful for family um our health being able to smile, smile every day when I know so many people are struggling right now. And I love all the, uh, uh, how you just pay it forward. Did you talk, talk briefly about Fallen Patriot Fund? Yeah. When we went to war with, in Iraq, um, obviously it was, it was the first time in a long time and I wanted to be in a position to help the families of those people who were lost um, in Operation Iraqi um, Freedom. And so I created a charity called the Fallen Patriot Fund. And what we did was we provided financial support for any family of anyone injured or lost in Iraq and then extended that. And we continue to do it some, but obviously since we're not really fighting in Iraq, it's kind of died off. And now with the map, we've kind of um, switched our attention to the Mavs Foundation and the Mark Cuban Foundation, where we're focusing on helping first responders and healthcare workers and death care workers and bus drivers, anybody who's putting it on the line right now so we can get through this pandemic. Thank you for all that you do. By the way, what's that behind you hanging on the wall in the frame? Oh, that's an old article. That's an old article about darkcast.com or AudioNet even from the 1980s. So it was like the first big article that was written about us. And, you know, that back then we, we called it internet broadcasting because nobody knew what streaming was. And we were the first streaming company on the internet. So it was a big deal for us to get written about. I heard that apartment you had where it was six of you guys and three bedrooms. You wrote on a piece of paper your, your goals and things you wanted to do, yeah. where to work, but you, and you still have that. Is that true? Yeah. yeah, and I actually looked at it. For, I showed it to somebody else. So, yes, it's true. <laughs> nice. All right, game of this or that, T-shirt okay. or blazer? Shirts. Uh, Kanye West or Jay-Z? Kanye. Uh, Rudy or Hoosiers? Hoosiers. Uh, president or Prince? President. Uh, is that a clue? No. <laughs> uh, a Cubs World Series win or an Indiana University basketball national championship? Oh, Hoosiers all the way, baby. Oh, okay. 
That's a tough one for me, but yeah, I agree with you. Uh, MarkCubanCompanies.com, the place to go get connected to everything you're working on. Uh, owner of the Dallas Mavericks. Or yeah, and... Mark Cuban. Actually, we simplified it. MarkCuban.com has everything. Oh, did someone else have that URL and you finally had to convince them to sell it to you? Got it. Yeah, that's exactly right. So MarkCuban.com has everything now. But who owned that URL? That's crazy. Just someone yeah. in a foreign country. <laughs> Mark Cuban. Oh, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Sam Alex Radio. Mark Cuban, thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Sam. And I'm at M Cuban everywhere, including TikTok. <laughs>